Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I've had epilepsy my entire life um, due to uh, birth trauma. So it's been a difficult road all of these years. Um, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 12 uh, because I, I was only having um, like partial seizures that we call partial complex seizures. Looking back on it now, I realized what I was having at the time I didn't understand. But it wasn't until I had my first grand mal tonic-clonic seizure at age 12 was diagnosed at that time. And now his goal is to draw awareness so that other people understand what epilepsy is all about. March is Epilepsy Awareness Month, and today's guest, Chris Coleman, is going to share with us what epilepsy is, how it's impacted his life, and how you can draw awareness to this neurological disorder. We're joined today by Chris Coleman. He is the president of the Board of Directors for the Epilepsy and Seizure Association of Manitoba. He was also diagnosed with epilepsy at just 12 years old. March is Epilepsy Awareness Month, and March 26th is Purple Day. For those who don't know, what is epilepsy? Well, epilepsy is, it can be hard to uh, define sometimes, um, but it's a neurological condition which um, where the neurons in your brain misfire and trigger seizures. Um, there's many different types of seizures, and the most commonly known one is uh, what used to be called grand mal. Now it's called tonic-clonic. I believe there's another newer version the doctors are using. Uh, but that's where you see visual convulsions in the body. Um, and there's many other types that uh, exist that do not cause convulsions, but they cause other issues. Um, like, um, you know, sort of spacing out and not being able to experience what's going on around you, some absent seizures, things like that. What is the biggest mis- misconception when it comes to epilepsy? Um I guess I can speak from my experience. The biggest misconception is that it's easily recoverable. Like, you know, if you get a really bad headache or a stomach ache, for example, you know, you're going to be okay within, you know, an hour or so. Right. Uh, but to me, the biggest misconception of epilepsy is when you have a seizure, um, you don't recover like that. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to recover physically, uh, mentally, emotionally. You're just wrecked for 24 hours, sometimes even longer. Mm-hmm. and it can be it can be very very difficult to recover and a lot of people don't understand that they think it's almost like fainting where you come to and then you just go about your day again but definitely not the case with having a seizure what's your own uh experience with epilepsy been uh can you share a little bit of your story with us yeah certainly i've had epilepsy my entire life um due to uh birth trauma so it's been a difficult road all of these years. Um, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 12 uh, because I, I was only having um, like partial seizures that we can call partial complex seizures. Looking back on it now, I realized what I was having at the time I didn't understand uh, where sort of you just get odd sensations in your head, weird feelings. Sometimes you get very bad deja vus. And even at other times, it was almost like, I was staring down a white tunnel, if that makes any sense. It's kind of hard to explain. And then afterwards, when you come out of it, you don't remember what happened for the last five minutes and you're exhausted, et cetera. Um, but it wasn't until I had my first grand mal tonic seizure at age 12. Um, my parents obviously called ambulance, went to the hospital, et cetera, and I was diagnosed at that time. Um, 
so it's uh, after that it was very difficult because unlike now where you have a lot of it's a lot of awareness and there's a lot of people sharing uh, their experiences with epilepsy and especially with the um, you know creation of social media has made that a lot easier but back then uh, for me, 1992, um, who do you know? How do you find someone else that has epilepsy that you can share your common stories with? Uh, I didn't actually meet someone with epilepsy uh, until I was 27. Wow. Yeah. What does that mean to you uh, once you did start meeting other people that share the same experiences? Uh, yeah, explain to us how, how that helps uh, people struggling. Certainly. Uh, it was life-changing for me. Uh, it was... It was first on a website called copingwithepilepsy.com and they have a forum where you can communicate with other people. So my first experience was talking with other people online um, who are going through the same things. And of course, no judgments. They understand what you're going through. They give good advice. You can help other people as well. And it was just such an amazing moment in my life. And now, you know, internet forums are slowly uh, fading away in public interest and social media has come together. Uh, there's, there's Facebook groups. There's so many people on Twitter that share experiences with each other. And instantaneously, you can you can post that to your friends that you had a bad seizure this morning, for example, and you need some emotional support, and they can give it to you right away. Whereas before, you know, I would just have to suck it up, essentially, and deal with it myself. You know, it's a monumental change in the mindset of emotional support. What kind of impact has the epilepsy had on your life growing up? Cause you said it was 12 years old and epilepsy can affect your way, your life in, in so many ways. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Definitely. It uh, was very difficult. Um, tried to hide it essentially from everyone I went to school with. Uh, I didn't want anyone knowing. I remember uh, one of the nurses in the hospital um, we just got to chatting at some point and I told her where I was from in the city and she says, Oh, do you know my son? He goes to your school. And I, I was just absolutely petrified when I heard that. Cause he was one of the bullies and uh, I begged her to not tell him and the look on her face, she was just shocked. I don't think she understood what her, that her son was a bully, but anyways, um, it was, uh, it was difficult growing up. So, you know, my, my family knew my best friends knew and they would help me out when I needed help. Um, but, you know, nobody at school knew. I remember talking to the guidance counselor in high school, and they told me that they knew of one other student in the school that had epilepsy. And I said, well, can I talk to them? They said, well, no, it's confidential. I said, can, right. you, can you send a message to them saying that there is another person with epilepsy that would like to speak with them, and maybe we can organize that way? And they just refused. Uh-huh. So no luck on that one. And then going through... University was very difficult. Um, having complex partial seizures in the middle of uh, learning about quantum physics is not fun, I have mm. to say. Wow. I've even had them during exams as well. Uh, my biggest memory was uh, it was my first year calculus final, worth 40% of my grade, and uh, had a complex se- partial seizure as soon as I walked in and I was just wiped. So I set the alarm on my watch, if uh, you can believe that, for an hour. I took a nap in the middle of the exam, uh, woke up after an hour and wrote the exam in two hours instead of three. Wow. How have you found people are more understanding and accommodating? Was that professor like, Hey, take all the time you need. You could write it a different day or, uh, like you mentioned earlier, you used to kind of have to just suck it up and, and deal with it. 
Yeah, it, um, people were understanding when I told them about it. I, I was almost a little too headstrong at the time mm-hmm. as we could be in our early 20s, right? And I wanted to get through university. I wanted to succeed without having, you know, to uh, get any help essentially with this. And you know, I did pull it off in the end. I guess I'm proud of that, but I really should have accepted the help at the time. And that's something I urge people to do now is accept all the help you can get. It's not a sign of weakness. And I would, you know, I was wrong in thinking that, um, but some people when you're young, uh, that's kind of how you think, right? Obviously you're an example of how, even though you had to deal with this throughout all that time, you have become very successful and you can achieve things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's the case. Um, I am proud of, uh, I've got a degree and a diploma. I've got a good career and I've managed to succeed in despite of um, a lifetime of having bad seizures. Are there triggers for some people with epilepsy or do they often just, it's kind of unpredictable and you can't, can't tell when they're coming kind of thing. Uh, It's sort of a combo of both. Some Hmm. people, will have uh, what's the worst of it is called we call drop seizures where they just happen without any warning and you just you're just walking down the street and then you just collapse and fall and have a seizure on the ground many people have to wear helmets in these cases 24 7 which is which is awful um so though they can be random in that way other times you do get a warning um when i would i haven't had them for many years now but when i would go into a complex partial seizure um it would uh i would get about a a five second warning so i would essentially just either like sit down on the ground as quickly as i could or throw myself onto a bed or a couch if it was nearby Mm -hmm. get myself ready within that five second span in case the it generalized into a tonic-clonic seizure which is sort of i guess i should say if you have a partial seizure sometimes the seizure will continue and get worse and turn into a, like a convulsive seizure. So sometimes you get small warnings like that. Um, other times you might have small auras throughout the day and you might want to stay home that day just in case something happens. So it could be a combination of, of both, honestly. I guess. And there's interesting things now, or perhaps they've been around for a while. I've just learned of them like um, service dogs and stuff that can pick up on cues that a seizure is coming in and warn their masters to prepare themselves too. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I mean, dogs are amazing to start with, right? Right. <laughs> but the fact, well, we know their, their sense of smell is about 200 times stronger than a human's. And the idea that that a human actually emits a type of a smell in a way that you're mm-hmm. going to have it in the next five minutes is just astonishing. And I don't even know if they knew about that until they realized that seizure dogs existed, that dogs could pick up on that. Um, they're especially amazing for young children who have epilepsy. Um, it gives them a lot of support. It gives them the new best friend. You know, of course, every mm-hmm. child have a dog, right? So service dogs for epilepsy are just, it's a phenomenal thing. I absolutely love the idea. Why is it so important to draw awareness to this and to just spread information about epilepsy? I think it's it's very important uh, to remove the stigma because uh, I really believe there is a stigma against epilepsy because it might sound strange, but it's very disturbing to watch someone have a seizure, right? It's very difficult to watch. Um, and I, I understand that. I don't find that offensive if someone says that to me because to me, it's just true. Um, 
but essentially people may not want to know much about it because it's so difficult to see if that makes sense. Um, so I think it's important to raise awareness that people can understand that this is a normal thing. You're not going to catch it, that kind of thing. Cause on a side note, some people think it's contagious. Um, that rumor is still going on out there. Um, but what I think is most important actually is awareness in children. Um, cause as, as I had mentioned growing up, I knew nobody that had epilepsy. People didn't understand what it meant when I told them, um, etc so raising awareness for the next generation is to me the most important thing and at BSAM what we're doing is um, we have a fundraiser um, for uh, daycares throughout the province where the children participate and they uh, they do little like we call it the bunny hop they do little bunny hops and they raise money from their friends and family mm-hmm. to see who most and then the daycare with the most amount of money raised gets a special prize from us. Um, and then of course we provide books for the children and things like that. And so they're learning from a very young age what epilepsy is and how it's, it's a normal thing. Don't be scared of it. Don't make fun of people who have it. And I'm thinking if we continue this route, the next generation of children won't have to go through what I went through. Are you finding that doctors are able to diagnose epilepsy earlier nowadays? I would say so. Yes, uh, I would say so. Definitely. Um, I mean, they diagnosed it pretty quickly for me, but after I had the convulsive seizure, but I think, I think they can definitely. Um, it's, it's more of a case of uh, a child being able to express to his parents what they think is happening. For example, um, if I had, you know, been exposed to epilepsy awareness when I was a child, I might've put it together when I was, you know, eight years old or something that this is what I was having. And I could have like told someone about it and maybe been on medication sooner, that kind of thing. That's my thought. But I think doctors, yeah, they, they, uh, it, it's more well-known now. And I believe there's a lot of research going on regarding epilepsy. We have some great epileptologists here in Manitoba as well. They're doing a lot of great work. So yeah, I think that's what you're saying. What, what are some of the, best ways uh, people not directly affected by epilepsy what are good ways that we can educate ourselves and learn more and also help i think um like well getting involved with uh i mean you know a provincial epilepsy association is a great thing um it's it's difficult to find good information out there um honestly at times so I think contacting epilepsy associations in, in any of the provinces is a good thing. Um, often you can help volunteer uh, for fundraising events and such. You learn a lot about epilepsy that way. Um, I mean, you can look, of course, on places like Wikipedia and such, but it's always better to talk to people who uh, are going through it, in my opinion. What about resources for those that maybe our listeners uh, are dealing with epilepsy and don't know at this point that there are resources out there for them? What would you say to them? I would say, uh, well, first, yeah, if you contact your your epilepsy association in your province and for us, the Epilepsy and Seizure Association of Manitoba, uh, they can direct you. They can tell you what resources there are. They can supply you with information. Um, tell you what websites to look on they can meet with you in person and uh, talk to you and your family about what's going on um so that's that's really important um because like i said the 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 face-to-face approach i think is the most important thing 
Um, cause you may get wrong information on the internet, for example, right? You can't trust everything you read. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. <for> right. sure. <laughs> Executive director of your seizure association, <laughs> right? You would hope you can trust them, right? What, another thing we didn't really mention is that, yes, it affects the person who has epilepsy, but the family of, uh, yeah. the, of the person that is dealing with epilepsy is also impacted. Is there resources for them as well? Yes, definitely. Definitely there are resources out there. I mean, especially with uh, Facebook groups. I can imagine there's a lot of Facebook groups uh, for people with um, family with epilepsy and support on how to handle it because it can be very difficult for parents and for partners to to deal with that. I know, um, like, for example, my wife has been absolutely phenomenal uh, throughout our marriage and helping me and taking care of me after I have seizures and thank her enough for for that um but for example she went on this website the coping with epilepsy website and she asked for advice from people there that kind of thing so um maybe these internet forums and also facebook groups are a good place for spouses and parents to gain information and gain emotional support from others who are going through the same thing but it can be very very difficult on families to um, take care of a loved one who has epilepsy definitely for someone though that may be listening they have epilepsy they've lost hope they don't know about all of these resources and all of these support groups out there what would you say to them i would say there's there's always hope don't don't give up there's people out there who are willing to help there's always people that will want to give you advice um they'll they'll be there to listen if you just want to complain if you want to rant if you want to know what resources you can access um you know, that is out there, uh, your seizure associations, they can provide you with information. They can also, um, you know, make, give you the contact information of other people with epilepsy that may want to speak as well. And then you can have, you know, one-on-one support. I know we've done that with the, with ESAM. We've done, we've had support groups and such where people will come in and we, we all share information together and we talk and support each other so i'd say don't give up hope and there are people out there that will care about you and will help you chris thanks so much for joining us today anything else you wanted people to know about or mention before we let you go um say that uh let's just let's keep up the good fight you know let's uh let's support each other and take care of each other um because you know, everyone with epilepsy, we're in this together. We don't judge each other. And it's, uh, there's, there's always help out there. So stay strong. Thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your story with us. Yeah, yes. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you so much for joining us today and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.